What do a dystopian society, hip-hop, and dance battles have in common? All this and more coming up on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast that celebrates strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 43. To the theme! A super hearty welcome back to the show. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Lee. Thank you all so much for making this show a part of your podcast routine. I love producing the show, and I am so glad to see the interest that it is sparking. Before we get to the main topic, let's get some nerdy news you can wow your coworkers or classmates with while you're waiting for everyone to show up on Zoom. News. In an unexpected twist, Ruby Rose is exiting CW's Batwoman after just one season, and the role will be recast ahead of season two. I like Ruby Rose, but I am really interested to see who is going to be cast as the new Kate Kane. Several actresses have taken to Twitter to show interest in the role, and I love the awesome discussions that are happening because of this. I'll leave a link to the article about it in the show notes. Amazon is reportedly producing a Lisbeth Salander series based on the character from the wildly popular Millennium book series by Stig Larsson. You might better know the series by the first book, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I read the book series and found it super fascinating and also a little terrifying all at the same time. If you're into the book series, check out the link in the show notes. Did you love Alita Battle Angel as much as I did? Well, the producer, John Lando, really wants a sequel for the fans. It seems pretty unlikely since Disney now owns Fox, but on Instagram, he's seen sporting a shirt that says, Wash your hands, I want a sequel, with the picture of Alita in the middle. I thought that was a great little pick for the fans. I know I'd love a sequel. What about you? You can see the pick at the link in the show notes, along with a little article about it. All right, that's it for the news tonight. On with our episode. If you didn't guess it from the teaser, we're talking all things Utopia Falls tonight. Utopia Falls is a Hulu Canadian series set hundreds of years in the future. Our society as we know it was destroyed by what they call the Great Flash, I believe is what it's called, and a new more utopian type society rises from the ashes. The city is called New Babel, and it's divided into four sectors. Progress sector, which is where the wealthy leaders and scientists of the, of the uh, society live. Nature sector, they grow the food and plants and things like that. Industry sector, they make the stuff that runs New Babel. And then lastly, reform sector. This is where the rebellious residents of New Babel are sent to turn their lives around. We're going to talk a little bit more about Reform Sector a little later on because I, I have some feelings about it. This series is new. Only one 10-episode season exists so far, and a renewal date hasn't been guaranteed yet. I'm a, a wee bit concerned because it hasn't been a critical or fan success. It has only 43% on Rotten Tomatoes and a mere 49 on IMDb, but I hope that they give it another go. 
The series follows a set of teenagers who have been selected to take place in this year's exemplar competition, which is what I can only describe to be the Hunger Games of arts competitions. Each contestant is selected for their prowess in singing, playing an instrument, and or dancing. Two of the contestants, Aaliyah 5 and Bodhi 2, find a hidden cache of materials from before the Flash. It contains books, music, artifacts, and an AI called the Archive, who just happens to be voiced by Snoop Dogg. How could it get any more awesome than that? The discovery of this cache is the catalyst to the teens realizing that things may not be what they seem in New Babel, and there might be a world outside the sonic uh, shield of the society. While society in New Babel appears to be beyond racism, homophobia, sexism, and the capitalistic nature of their ancestors, there are still clearly class divisions. For example, when the tribunal try to say that everyone is equal, but some of the sectors are higher than others, uh, it, it doesn't quite ring true. For example, reform is often looked down upon by the progress sector and the other ones as well. Side note about reform, which I had mentioned earlier, one thing that infuriates me about that sector is that the sins of the parents are visited on the children in so many cases. For example, Bodhi is only in reform because his father did something wrong, but then they send the whole family there. Because of that, Bodhi has to prove himself before he turns 18, and then he can apply to move to a different sector. It's just infuriating to me. Okay, now that you understand a bit about the basics of the series, let's dive into the four leading ladies that I wanted to discuss today. Aaliyah 5, Authority Phydra, Brooklyn 2, and Sage. Let's start with the leading character, Aaliyah 5. Aaliyah comes from Progress Sector, and you can tell right off the bat that she's a thinker. She questions societal norms and pressures. Her father is a member of the tribunal, so she's mostly had a pretty cushy life up until that point. So she kind of comes off as more important than some of the others at the beginning of the series. After discovering the archive, she wants to stand up to the inequalities in her society, and she wants to do so peacefully. She wants an uprising, but a, but a peaceful one to start. It may get a little bit more violent towards the end. The story of Aaliyah demonstrates that it's easy for someone in a position of privilege to stand up to inequality, but it's much more difficult for someone who is on the receiving end of the inequality to do so. Aaliyah uses her power for good in most cases, uh, demonstrated throughout the series. There's one part. Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Aaliyah is impulsive and sometimes gets her friends in trouble because she doesn't think through the consequences of her actions. But she does want everyone to be treated equally. When she is rapidly released from custody after incorporating some of those historical moves into her dance performance, Bodhi is held because he came from Reform Sector simply. There's no other reason why, just because he came from Reform Sector. So Aaliyah stands up and she sort of organizes a sit-down at the Exemplar training facility where everybody sits down and they refuse to practice until Bodhi is released. So it push, puts pressure on the authorities to release him. 
it was it was a pretty neat experience but again it's easy for her to do that but it was so much harder for some of the other characters who came from different places in the society um it's a little bit more difficult for them because they may not hold the same social status that she did the only reason why she was released so early was because her father uh, is a part of the tribunal so she's an interesting character but she's by no means the most interesting character to me at least so let's move along and discuss the next one in the list let's discuss authority phydra for a minute this is likely one of the most despicable characters i have ever seen on television in recent memory I have never liked a character less. Okay, maybe Ted on How I Met Your Mother. But even he has some redeeming qualities from time to time. Like, he is not a great human, but he is not terrible either. Phydra is just a flat-out nightmare. At the beginning of the series, I kept wanting to call her Lucado because that's who she played on Winona Earp. Um, Kate Drummond is the actress who plays Phydra. And she is just exceptionally good at playing bad characters in such a delicious way so I feel like this character is a good fit for her but I honestly would really love to see her play a good character too but for some reason she keeps getting cast as these like evil villain types. Phydra's actions I believe are so fueled by fear that she can't even see what she's doing is wrong. She fears anything that isn't normal and she sees anything against the norm as a threat. She wants to have control over everything she possibly can. She believes that controlling information controls the people. And, well, she is somewhat accurate in that. That's why things like free press and freedom of speech can be so important. Sure, there may be kinds of information that should be carefully guarded, but controlling information is one thing that usually dictatorships use uh, in order to control their populations. And the same is happening here in New Babel. In one of the most infuriating things you learn about her, spoiler alert, Phydra's parents were in reform sector and she grew up there. She actually gave up her own parents for their defiant spirits to get herself out of reform. She doesn't care who she destroys in her quest for power. She appears to be without a conscience, too. If she doesn't infuriate you, too, I don't know how to help you. She's a good example, though, of a problematic character that is pretty brilliant. I mean, she's not super well-developed, but still a very interesting character. Next, let's discuss Brooklyn, too. She's probably one of my favorite characters on the series. Brooklyn is bold, brave, and headstrong. Like many of the teenagers on the series, she doesn't always think through her actions, but that's pretty common when we're young. We do some really dumb things. Brooklyn is confident in herself at the beginning of the series, and she has really good self-esteem. That is, until, again, spoiler alert, she finds out that she was labeled as dissonant at birth. She learns that this means that something is genetically wrong with her based on what the society or the authority thinks. And so she's not going to be allowed to marry or have children, uh, so she can't procreate, anything like that. The tribunal is also going to assign dissonance their roles in society instead of letting them choose for themselves. So essentially, they're taking away the agency from these people just because they deem them as lesser uh, members of society. 
Does this sound familiar to you? Yep. The practice sounds eerily similar to the pseudoscience of eugenics that was practiced around the world uh, during the time just before and through World War II by the United States, Germany, and various other countries. Anywho, Brooklyn, when she finds this out, she feels understandably lost, like the rug has been pulled out from under her. To me, realizing that I don't have agency to choose my future would be a devastating blow. One of the authorities, though, recognizes that Brooklyn is feeling lost and shows her that she still has a life worth living and she has inspired and can inspire others to live a fulfilling life of artistic expression and creativity and be a contributing member of society. I really want to see this character explored more in the future because I think there is a lot more meat to her and I hope that we get a chance to see that. Lastly, I wanted to talk about Sage 5. When we're introduced to Sage 5, she's focused, I think is a good word for her. Uh, She's guarded, she's timid, kind of standoffish. She rebuffs Brooklyn's advances on several occasions. Brooklyn likes her, though, and she sets herself on a mission to break down Sage's walls and get her to trust her. Sage has never questioned authority until she gets to the exemplar and she meets Brooklyn and the others. After getting seriously injured in a street brawl, Sage seeks out the guidance um, from the archive to learn about dance fighting and various other things in society to help her feel more brave and strong. See, Brooklyn was supposed to meet her in reform when the brawl broke out and Brooklyn never showed up. And so Sage was injured. And so Sage kind of retreats back into herself and decides that she has to learn how to protect herself and no one else is going to do that for her. I think she felt uh, a bit abandoned by Brooklyn at that time. And that hurts a lot more than the injuries that she suffered. We only just barely start to see Sage rising up towards the end of the season. But good glory, put Brooklyn and Sage together and they are a force to be reckoned with. I find Sage to be one of the most intriguing characters in the whole series, and they just give you little glimpses of her throughout the whole series, and I love the progression of her character. More than any of the other characters, uh, her and Brooklyn have the most progression, I feel. I mean, Aaliyah learns things about her family and about um, the society and, and things like that, but the progression of those two characters of Brooklyn and Sage is really what the show does well uh, as far as their character development. At the end of the day, Utopia Falls is both unlike anything I've seen on television recently, but also a lot like any dystopian teen drama we've seen. It really feels like the Hunger Games of dance competitions, but with some killer music, interesting characters, and potential. I think that's the operative word for the series, potential. If Hulu and the CBC in Canada are willing to give it another season, I think it has the potential to be a great series. It already has all the right bones, but it just needs somebody to build it up into something awesome. Joseph Malozzi, who is the producer, I believe, we know him from other really incredible series like Dark Matter and uh, the Stargate series. So we know that there's potential there, but uh, I just, I 
we just need to see some more. We need to see it build up more, and I hope that we get an opportunity to do so. This brings us to the episode question tonight. If you found out that you were considered dissonant like Brooklyn, what would you do? I'll be super interested to hear your thoughts over on Twitter at Lasers Lockets, or join the discussion over on our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. And that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Until then, keep a sonic disruptor handy, practice your dance moves, and figure out how to work that record player. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right. Alright.